Welcome to Portfolio Pulse, the money podcast for medical professionals and entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Stephen Husky, owner of Husky Financial Consulting and Wealth Management. Our goal is to help leaders accumulate wealth and empower them to build the life they deserve. Each week, we interview a purpose-driven leader or medical professional that is building a thriving business with community impact. We ask tough questions, learn the habits they practice to build successful careers, and discover a secret they can pass on to help others build their businesses. It's time to talk money, meaning, and maximum impact. Hello and welcome to Portfolio Pulse, the go-to podcast for medical professionals and entrepreneurs hoping to learn more about achieving financial wellness, accumulating wealth, and building the life they deserve. In every episode, we we either interview a purpose-driven leader or a medical professional that's not only building a business but giving back to the community as well, or we present a subject in finance that's relevant today. So we're not here just to talk about money. We want to provide maximum impact. And I believe we have the perfect guest on today, Dr. Carrie O. Graham, who can provide that impact for you guys. Just a quick um, synopsis into her, her history. Dr. Carrie Graham is an empathetic critic who uses adult learning and curriculum development to bring expertise to your clients, to ensure your clients achieved their promised outcomes. And she's on a mission to eliminate negative learning experiences from the earth, one questionable course at a time. Pleasure having you on, Carrie. Thank you for having me, Stephen. I appreciate it. <laughs> Your website is a wealth of knowledge about you, about adult learning, and the, the hope that you bring others. I'd love to hear just a, a quick synopsis about what is adult learning and how do you use it to help others? Yeah, yeah. That's a great question, and I get it all the time. Um, so adult learning really is a validated and reliable philosophy that focuses on engaging and supporting adults as they learn because adults actually do not learn the same as children. We've got different motivations, different um, things to keep us engaged, and it, it's, it should be treated as such a totally different experience. I agree. I think yeah. what you're taught, what you're saying is that children and adolescents, they learn because there's a curriculum, there's a syllabus, they know exactly what to read, how to test, and they have not only parents, but teachers to kind of guide them through their learning experience. But adults, we don't have that type of structure. No, we don't. We don't have that structure. And when you look at the differences, um, children don't have really, for the most part, any life experience to draw on as they're learning, whereas we, all of us, have a wealth of knowledge that we bring with us to the learning table, as I call it, and it informs how we engage with content, what we retain, what we don't retain, as well as how we apply it, and that's the beauty of it. We, we're we're self self-motivated. I'd like to know how your mission on eliminating negative learning experiences from the earth is going. Can you tell me about that? Let's have some fun with it. (laughs) So um, I I will offer that I, as a former healthcare professional, healthcare provider, I was in a lot of continuing education sessions that just were bad, even though I needed to maintain my credential. And so as the years passed, I decided there's got to be a better way. Let's just get it off the earth. And, um, and it's been going great. I've had the opportunity to introduce so many wonderful professionals like yourself in finance, in um, HR and other industries to the concept of adult learning and have successfully helped them integrate it as a part of their, their work. 
And it's been great. They, it's like putting on a, a different lens. So are you working mostly with those in the healthcare field? Because that's the place that you originated from uh, professionally. And second part to that question is, are you also helping eliminate the boring CE, CLE, CME stuff that people have to take and creating these curriculums that they can then enjoy and get their credits? Yeah. So that, that's the goal that, that was the original goal, I should say. And I've done some of that work with um, working with people in healthcare and in um, wellness in particular, and a few people in HR. But what has been a pleasant surprise is that there have been so many people across industries that have approached me and have said, hey, I don't have a course or a Uh, what's called considered a traditional learning experience, but rather I educate people on a regular basis. So whether it's a small business, you know, people in finance, financial advisors, or um, I worked with someone who had published a book and her book had been um, used as a training tool uh, for, for small business owners. So it's, I've done both and in both circumstances, it's just been a great conversation to have with people when I, when I ask them pointed questions to get them thinking differently. It's, it's like Christmas every day. That's an excellent answer, Carrie. I think that uh, the work you're doing is super valuable. You know, teachers are underappreciated, they're underpaid, but you have made teaching adults uh, a career and it's your profession. You're a business owner. You come from a healthcare background. Again, perfect guest for this podcast and and for our listeners. Can you tell me how you blend calm, critique, and clarity as part of your process? Yes, yes. So I recognize that when people take on the, the task of trying to put together a learning experience or revise a learning experience, it can be overwhelming. I get it. I get it. And so I take a very calming approach in the language that I bring to the meeting, the demeanor that I bring. And um, my goal is really to help people decrease their anxiety, but take a really critical look. And that's not critical based on judgment, but it's an objective perspective of what makes sense. How can we build a learning experience that people are gonna engage in, they're gonna retain the information. And then most importantly, they're gonna accurately apply that content. And so that's where the clarity piece comes in. It's let's get really clear about how to tie those three elements together. And it's, it's done in a way that I leverage people's natural strengths as opposed to saying, you know, this is the way that I suggest you do it. Cause I don't believe that there's one size that fits all. I just am not a fan of that, <laughs> that statement. I agree. I can't, I can't say, you know, that blanket advice works for everybody because right. there's individual circumstances. There's a custom set of um, challenges that people yep. will face when they run their own business. So for any entrepreneur that's listening right now, or anybody who plans to be in the future, how does adult learning or the courses that you provide help them? Yeah. So what it does is um, it helps them understand who their audience is and not from the perspective of, oh, what's your target audience, right? Like that's all well and good to get you started. But when we're thinking about learning, we want to look at them at your audience differently. And then you want to take some time to, again, that critical piece 
having a critical understanding of what your concept content is, because so often we are so entrenched in our content and in our experience that when we're talking to people that don't have the same frame of reference or experience, we miss critical pieces of information. So it's an effort to help people slow down and really think about what's the sequence of information that should be provided to a learner. But not only could a business owner use this to create a better experience for their clients, mm -hmm. do you think this would be beneficial for them to use to coach um, and, and give incentives as well as uh, challenge their employees throughout the process of growth? Absolutely. Absolutely. When you, when I think about the clients that I've had that come from HR, a lot of what they're, what they are developing is professional development materials and experiences, or it's um, information, annual updated information from a governing agency. And, you know, it's so easy for people to sit through that and zone out. And there's a cost, there is a significant financial cost to when the person, whether it's the employee, the client, whomever, doesn't actually get and retain the information that's being presented. There, there's, there is truly a dollar amount cost. And so, excuse me, by me working with them, um, it really, it it provides them with a, a skill set that makes their existing work stronger and more meaningful. So you're not yeah. only saving them time and saving them money, their employees are getting it quicker because you're teaching them in a way that they understand and can retain it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, you know, it doesn't have to be, oftentimes people think about, oh, you know, learning, it has to be bound as a course. And I, I really try to use the language of learning experience as opposed to a course, because learning for adults happens in so many different platforms. Um, it happens in conversation. It happens in a self-guided experience. It happens in a formal setting. And so if we are only thinking about learning within the confines of a course, we're doing not only ourselves a disservice, but also the person that we're aiming to educate. I love conversations with you because it always opens my mind to different things, yeah. you know, <laughs> um, full disclosure here to our listeners, you know, being that I'm in the investment world, I have to have disclaimers for certain things, but I personally have worked with Dr. Carey on building an educational curriculum for my clients so that they learn as much as they possibly can. So when they're ready to make some action, they have enough information and knowledge in which to do so. Um, I can't personally accept any testimonials, even though I know your experience with me has been fantastic and you wouldn't have it any other way, right? Right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <Yeah>. That's right. <laughs> you know, I know that you're not looking specifically for a particular niche of, of people or business owner to help. But if someone came to you and had some questions about trying to help grow their business, maybe what are some things you would position to them as like, hey, you can do X, Y, and Z immediately. And then if you need more help, I'm always here to, to give it. Yeah. One of the things that I, there are two things in particular. So for the person who is just starting out and they're thinking about, you know, I've, I've got some knowledge, I've got some expertise. I really, I want to share it with the world on my website there's um, a guide that I've put together. And so it's in three parts. And so first, 
oftentimes people who are just getting started are struggling with brainstorming. Um, they're struggling to organize their ideas, put things in a way that makes sense, give it language. And so that's what one of the guides does is it, it takes you through a strategic brainstorming process. The second part of um, that I encourage newcomers to do is to outline. Outlining, outlining is a critical part in developing a learning experience. And again, it goes back to what I was mentioning earlier about um, you know, breaking down what our expertise is. And then the final element of that is around engagement. So again, how we engage children in the learning experience is very different than how we'll engage adults in their learning experience. So that's one way that someone who's got a new idea can get started. For those individuals who have content already, such as yourself, um, and I'm glad you shared that with your listeners, um, who, who, came, who come with existing content, what I can do and what I've often offered is an audit. So we go through, you share with me what your existing materials are and content, and I go through it and identify gaps that are present, and then we discuss what those gaps are and some potential solutions for filling those gaps. So, and then there's like the deeper experience that people can work with me. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're, you're saying, hey, the, the, the content you have so far is great. Here's some things you can do to maybe add more purpose to mm -hmm. it or so it can be received better by the audience that you wish to yeah. listen to it. Um, what is the archetype of learning that you're using in your, in your courses or classes as you're working with a client? I mean, I know there's, you know, I'm a psychology undergrad. I really enjoy this type of stuff. What is the... What's the archetype that we're looking at here as you are teaching your adult learners? Yeah, well, I, I draw from the field of education in particular, and there are some existing theories. So adult learning is in and of itself a um, existing theory that's been around since the 50s. And drawing from education, there's... Um, there are a few other theories for one that I, that many people are familiar with. It's Bloom's taxonomy. However, it's not something that's easy to understand and implement. Um, and that's, you know, that's an element. You can Google it and, and see it on online. However, if you're thinking about applying that concept to adult learning experiences outside of a traditional classroom, really working with someone to help guide you is, is most important so that you're not um, attempting to apply that constant content um, on your own and doing it inaccurately. But I do, I draw from a lot of adult learning theories. Um, there's transformative theory, self-directed learning theory, um, just to name a few. Um, they all really help and support not only the individual, but what the outcome is, what the expected outcome is. And so for people who are life coaches, or um, I have a client now that's a therapist, a, a very well-known therapist, and their work is really around helping people change not only their beliefs, but also their behavior. That's around transformation. And, and so that requires a lot of deep work. Just sitting here thinking about some people that could use your services, you know, so <laughs> it seems like you work well with basically anybody, but maybe if we're narrowing it down to, um, 
life coaches or, you know, entrepreneurs, what would you say would be the most impactful thing that you could tell them about not only their business they have today, but where it could go in the future? Yeah, I, I would say, think about the work that you do in terms of what are you providing? Um, Are you, are you providing specific information, right? So it's one thing to say, I'm going to be your cheerleader. I'm going to be your accountability partner that I, that's not the individual that I support, but I do support people like yourself who have concrete information that the average individual may or may not know. For example, you shared a fair number of, um, financial management terms that, you know, some I knew, some I didn't know. That's information. That's, that's tangible information that people need help in learning and retaining. So that's why I say it's across industries, but really the most important thing is that people have content that they're trying to inform others on. Yeah, I like that answer. That's (laughs) good. Um, I've been doing some research on adult learning just to kind of get ready for this interview. And and so the New England Institute of Technology says that research suggests the adult brain starts getting lazy at around 25 years old. And I don't know if you know about that, but is that because we're fully developed brain wise at that age? You know, do you feel like we're just we're we're full? Our our brains are at capacity. We need to empty out our brains to take in new information. (laughs) Like, what are your what are your thoughts around that? (laughs) We need to em- empty that, empty it out. Yeah. Um, so actually in, in the work um, of adult learning there from a biological perspective and a, and a cognitive perspective, the brain is fully developed and it's not so much as from a physical perspective, but from its function doesn't fully develop. until the mid twenties. So that's where the 25, usually people say 26 comes from. So I equate it to this, think about college students. Oftentimes they make poor decisions. And one would say, you're an adult. Why would you make such a silly decision? And the truth of the matter is, is the executive system of the brain, the part of the brain that is responsible for critical thinking, thinking, reasoning, it's just not fully developed yet. So at, in the mid twenties, that's when it happens. Um, and, and about that time also to the point, to the quote that you read, there's experience, life experience has happened and it's, it is starting to be ingrained in the person's experience. And therefore, you know, I would argue where it feels or people get the sense that adults are getting lazy in their mid twenties. And I would argue that's not the case. It's we've got imprints. We've got mental models of what we expect from the life that we're living, right? It's, we're not a blank slate anymore. And so it's, we're not lazy. There's still enough room in there. Um, but we, our learning is informed by our life experiences as we age. Also, you know, we, we learn through self-discovery. We go and yes. research things ourselves yeah. instead of giving a platter of like, here, here's a smattering of things you can learn, you know? Yeah. So, so you're saying that I can use the trope, my brain wasn't fully developed when my dad tells the family the story for the hundredth time of how I lost my car in college. 
Absolutely. That's all. <laughs> Just say my brain wasn't developed. My feet were developed, but my brain wasn't developed. <laughs> exactly. Like my body was fine. My brain just wasn't there yet. Yep. That's okay. all it is. <laughs> Perfect. Good. Well, you know what? I think a lot of the entrepreneurs can learn a lot from you. Um, let's talk about some of the content that you're building right now to engage more uh, listeners, more viewers, and hopefully find some more business from that. Tell us what you're working on. Well, I have been expanding, expanding my reach, expanding my industry reach, and, and supporting people in industries that are non-traditional. Um, and when I say non-traditional, um, I think of it in terms of the wider society. So for individuals like yourself, for example, I've made at the last couple of months, a concerted effort to reach out to people in the finance arena, not only because it's tax time, but, um, you know, I really, I recognize that money is a powerful resource and oftentimes people have the ability to gain income but it's their ability to manage it that is where they falter. And I I don't believe that you have to have X amount of money to have a happy life. I believe that happiness comes from within. All that being said, knowledge is power and an opportunity to help people like yourselves empower your users, your end users, your clients is, is what I'm, I'm striving to do. So I've had a really great experience working with and having conversations with people in the financial industry, always, always. And I, you know, my heart is in healthcare. So I'm always open to um, working with individuals who are in healthcare, but who focus on the education piece, right? When we think about dentists, our teeth are so incredibly important to our overall health. And so therefore, you know, working with a dentist who is truly committed to educating their clients about dental health. There are conversations that you can have to support a learning experience for their patients. And that doing that work makes my heart so incredibly happy. Um, I I go to bed with a smile on my face and, and it just, it's the right, in my mind, it's the right thing to be doing. Probably because of all the dentists you've been working with and you know your smile looks great. So you feel good about it. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm proud to say I've never had braces. I have had braces, but I have never had a cavity. So yeah, I've good. yeah, I got I got a couple cavities. So oh, that's, all right. that's all right. Well, you mentioned money earlier, and this is a money podcast. So I kind of got to relate a couple questions to that. So what is your perspective? Um, or excuse me, how has your perspective or value of money changed over the years? Oh my goodness. That, that question draws so many emotions and feelings because I, I didn't grow up in a household, um, with excesses of money, um, you know, very middle class. And there were some things that I was provided and other things I wasn't because of money, but, and so I understood that, you know, it was, a resource that I had to work hard for to have. And as I started working professionally, um, I chose a career path that, you know, it's not lucrative. And so it's a lot of work, but it's not lucrative. And so, and that's where I developed my perspective on, is it the value of money, like the, the dollar amount value, or is it what I, what the meaning that I'm making of the value, right? So for me, $5 
can provide a lot of joy. So it, it's evolved. It's evolved. There have been seasons of my life where I've done really well financially and my investments have done well. And it, it provided me a sense of stability and calm. And as a business owner, you know, as someone, in all honesty, as someone who's a new first time business owner, where I'm still trying to figure things out, I, I recognize that the way I use money, it, it is a, it requires a lot more thought from me in terms of the investment, right? So if I'm going to invest in something, whatever it is, what is the return that I can get for it? You could have been and, a financial planner, you know? <laughs> looking at the time value of money, net present value, those types of uh, jargon pieces that we use all the time. Is it worth it to me to make this investment? How do I break out my financial calculator and put all these pieces together? And, you know, it's, it's interesting. And as a matter of fact, today I was having a a technical issue and I recognize like, okay, I'm going to pay someone to help me figure this out. And they said one, I like, we'll just say it was $500. I said, oh, for the whole thing? They were like, yeah. And then when I went on that, I thought $500, like it is what it is, whatever. But I went to pay and it was 500 for the month for four months. And I realized that like it took my breath away, right? Like, hmm, why am I? And so I had to ask the ask myself the question: Why am I feeling like this? Right? Like, what is what value am I placing on the dollar amount versus the return that I can get, which is peace because I know it'll get done right and I don't have to do it, you know, and it'll give me my time back, so I'm not wasting time trying to figure out a tech a tech issue. Excuse me. It has been evolving. My my value around money. Um, it, it has evolved. It has truly evolved. And I anticipate that it will continue to evolve as my life changes. A good point. You know, money is a tool and we talk about it all the time. It's a means to an end. And yeah. are you willing to trade this particular value of paper for a service? Yeah. Does it make sense for you? <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I think as learners and, you know, as, as adults, we have to be ready to learn. We got to be willing yes. to take in the information. So I think creating personalized learning and development experiences uh, that you do, it's mm-hmm. it's going to make not only the, the presenter or the teacher excited to give that information because it's relevant to them and their employees or their learners, um, but also provides a learning path. And so those that are learning feel like there's a structured path like they did back in school, you know? So yeah, it, it yeah. makes sense to use someone like yourself to create this type of curriculum. Yeah. Well, you know, I thank you for that. And I have to say it's, you know, when I think about our, our experience working together, I've, I've worked with people who were not convinced, but they were like, I just need to do this, right? Like my manager, my, my, my CEO told me I needed to, you know, get your services and get, and that's fine, right? But when there are individuals like yourself who has a, a really compelling story as to why financial literacy is important to you and and it matters, right? Like you genuinely have placed value on relationship building and financial literacy, which are about transforming people's lives. And then secondarily, are you, you know, focused on the transaction, right? Of doing business together. And so when I have clients 
or individuals that come to me and want to be my client, I've found that it's, it's people like that, that get in and they're willing to think differently and they get, they not only get the most value, but they are so engaged in the process with me that they start having like all these new ideas in the mist. And, you know, so they'll say, well, Carrie, I, I want to do this over here. And I'm like, okay, well you can do that, but we got to, you know, start and finish this one project um, before we get to another thing. So, and that's the object, you know, so it's, you know, it's the same, the same thing is happening. I'm providing a learning experience for my clients and they're gleaning so much from that experience and that interaction that they are then able to transfer that to their clients and their end users. And it, it's, it really, I feel like is my small step to eradicating the world of bad courses. <laughs> what a good way to bring it all together. Yeah, <laughs> you brought it all around. So if you're a business owner, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're in healthcare, you know, the word doctor means to teach. So if you're in healthcare, I think it's important that you be the best teacher that you can be. And mm -hmm. if you want a little bit of help with that, if you want a curriculum that makes people excited to learn, call Dr. Carrie Graham. I think yeah. she'd be more than happy to help you and give you something that makes sense and allows you to relate how people learn um, individually. So Absolutely. Thank, you for, thank you for coming on the show. I'd love for yeah. our viewers and listeners to know where they can find you. Yes. So I am a presence on LinkedIn. And sure, that's how we met. I, that's how we met. I hang out uh, quite a bit on LinkedIn and I'm always happy to have conversations with people there publicly as well as privately. And um, they can find me and my resources on my website, which is learningandsolutions.com, all one word. And it's... Um, it's been fun. It's been fun. I've learned a lot about different industries, but the one thing that is constant, even though one size does not fit all, the one thing that is constant is that work needs to be done to help engage adults in the learning process, supporting their ability to retain that information. And then most importantly, ensuring that they are appropriately applying what it is that they've learned. You say that's going to be the lasting legacy that you leave your community? I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> Good. Well, thank you for being our guest today. I'm sure our listeners learned a ton from you and hopefully they will reach out. Thank you so much for having me. It's been an absolute joy. We'll see you next time. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us today on Portfolio Pulse. If you found this helpful and think others deserve to hear about us as well, please like, subscribe, and share us across any platform on social media or your podcast platform of choice. That's it for today. Remember to be happy, stay healthy, and tune in next time to remain financially fit. This podcast is for informational purposes only. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by PASS, Guardian, or Husky Financial Group, and opinions stated are their own. Michael is a registered representative and financial advisor of Park Avenue Securities, LLC. OSJ, 6115 Park South Drive, Suite 200, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28210, 704-552-8507. Securities products and advisory services offered through PASS, member FINRA, SIPC, Financial Representative of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, New York, New York.
pass as a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Husky Financial Group LLC is not an affiliate or subsidiary of pass or Guardian. 2022-135-147 expires 324.